One aspect that is still massively underutilized is the programmability of Bitcoin. While simple things like scheduled payments and automated payment splits do exist, we are undoubtedly still trapped in conventional thinking when it comes to the flow of SATs. I'd like to share a simple idea that was shared with me a couple of months ago in the hope that it will spread far and wide, and in the best case, that someone will just go ahead and implement it, or a better version of it. Here is the idea. The best in Bitcoin made audible. I am Guy Swan, and this is Bitcoin Audible. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the show. This is Bitcoin Audible, and I am Guy Swan, the guy who has read some things about Bitcoin in a greater volume than the other people that you know who have read things about Bitcoin. That's my new tagline, and I really think it rolls off the tongue really well. We have got a great read today. Um, you know, you know, about 80% of the time we have terrible reads, but it's really great when we have great reads. Um, we're back with Gigi today. Um, this is a really short one, uh, but it's a really cool idea that just kind of lends itself to really some fun brainstorming. And uh, it's called Lightning Prisms, and uh, it's just about the idea. It's how to utilize the programmability of Bitcoin. Well, Lightning is really using the programmability of Bitcoin. And this is kind of more how to create a new layer and how to utilize the programmable layers and the, the versatility of kind of invoicing and splitting payments in the public key system that we have with open networks like Noster and on top of Lightning and invoicing and how could Bolt 12 fix into this and uh, Lightning addresses which have become the standard because of Noster. Like I don't think we would have seen the adoption of that tool had it not been for Noster. Like it, it really changes. It's amazing how much a subtle interaction, a subtle change in how the environment with which we interact has such a huge effect in how we use the tools and kind of what become the dominant tools. And I think we're, we're pushing ever further in the right direction and in a really interesting space and a really interesting way of using these things. And this is an idea that comes from Cux, actually. Gigi explains it here in the thing, and I will have the link to his Noster pub key as well as Gigi's Noster pub key as well as my Noster pub key so that you can follow us on there. But I will cease to continue explaining the article because the article explains it. Um, and we will get right into it. Really quick, I just want to thank our amazing sponsors. Bitcoin is the most important thing that you could be getting right now. And in this environment, there is nothing better than getting Bitcoin. Especially when you don't know if your bank is going to be solvent in the morning. It's really nice to be using Bitcoin. And to know that your payments go through. And that your Bitcoin is there and it's safe on your cold card. And that you got your auto withdrawal from Swan Bitcoin. Because Swan Bitcoin is where you go to get it. And to learn about it. And to know how to use it. And protect it. And then Fold is where you go to get your debit card. Where you're going to earn it all the time. And then the cold card and the CoinKite hardware devices is where you're going to put it. And that's how you do it. You are welcome. And I got links in the show notes. And now that that lovely little lesson is out of the way. 
let's get into today's read. And it's titled Lightning Prisms, written by Dergigi. One aspect that is still massively underutilized is the programmability of Bitcoin. While simple things like scheduled payments and automated payment splits do exist, we are undoubtedly still trapped in conventional thinking when it comes to the flow of SATs. I'd like to share a simple idea that was shared with me a couple of months ago in the hopes that it will spread far and wide, and in the best case, that someone will just go ahead and implement it, or a better version of it. Here is the idea. All credit to Mr. Cux, who is now officially out of time to implement it himself. And here he has a graphic of two prisms separating and splitting up payments in a sequence. It starts with blog post at satprism.com, and then the payment splits 51% going to Cux, 28% going to Dergigi, and 21% going to activists at hrf.org, or the Human Rights Foundation. But then there is another payment split, another prism, off of activists at hrf.org, where 5% goes to someone at HRF, 5% goes to another one at HRF, and 5% or any percent goes to at anyone at hrf.org. Lightning prisms. A lightning prism is a construct that allows for lightning address value split workflows, to quote the originator. Here's the gist of it. A prism is identified by a lightning address or similar. A prism has one or more multiple recipients. Another prism can be one of the recipients. Splits are defined programmatically. This simple construct allows for all kinds of use cases and can be implemented on the application layer without any changes to Bitcoin or Lightning. One obvious use case is value splits for blog posts and similar long-form writing. Imagine if every blog post or book chapter had its own Lightning address, splitting value to the author, editor, illustrator, and proofreaders automatically. The concept of these value splits already exists in Podcasting 2.0, where it is widely applied to podcasts and episodes. One could argue that having a separate identifier for the split construct is the natural evolution of these payment splits, as it is easier to reason about them and chain them together. Another obvious use case is the splitting of Noster zaps. Imagine the every quote tweet that gets zapped results in an automated payment split, passing on 50%, or whatever the user has configured, to the original note. Or imagine a prism that's created on the fly, splitting zaps equally for everyone tagged in a note. Because payments are forwarded, every prism acts as a proxy of sorts. This can be useful for organizations and individuals alike, as your payment identifier remains the same even if your underlying infrastructure or wallet provider changes. Issues and Improvements there are two main issues, fees and privacy. One has to account for fees to pay for the splitting and forwarding. But there's also the issue that Lightning addresses are IP-based, which has certain privacy implications. We could do LNURL over Noster, again shout out to Cux, which brings up the following question. Are Lightning addresses the right level of abstraction for Lightning prisms? In the end, we don't want to send sats to addresses but to people. If Noster continues to catch on, it might turn itself into the global address book for these kinds of things, 
For example, the go-to place to look up payment information of people, organizations, and other entities. In the future, a PRISM might have multiple in-profile or in-pub identifiers as targets, behind which the actual payment information lies. In any case, at this point in time, I'm not too terribly concerned about implementation details. I'm concerned with a lack of imagination, which is what this post is supposed to address. Speaking of imagination, why don't we have any spending wallets that automatically move sats to a different wallet above a certain threshold? I'm more than happy to have some lunch money in a custodial wallet, but once it's worth three months of rent, I'm not as comfortable anymore. Why can't the wallet automatically send all excess sats to my fully self-sovereign lightning address once it's more than a dinner's worth of sats? Or do a loop out once a month to move the sats to cold storage? Anyway, I digress. One improvement I'd love to see is to provide a way to make lightning prisms transparent. In the best case, users should have a way to see how payments are split that is both easy to understand and verify. One possibility would be to broadcast a NIP33 parameterized replaceable event every time a prism is created or updated. Of course, depending on the use case, it might make sense to keep the final destinations hidden from public view. I'm sure there are more issues and plenty of other improvements to be had, but as always, perfect is the enemy of the good. So let's talk about practical solutions that can be implemented and used right now. Implementation Prisms based on lightning addresses can be built today without much effort. You can even build this yourself without any programming experience using two LN bits extensions, Scrub and Split. Add SatDress on top of it all to give every wallet its own lightning address and voila, you've got yourself a lightning prism. You can even build a nice interface as a wrapper around it, as all of the above can be created programmatically with simple API calls. I did all that, minus the build a nice interface as a wrapper around it, just to play around with the idea. Granted, it's a bit hacky and probably not the most stable or elegant solution, but it kind of works, and it can be used today. The blog post at satprism.com address that is shown above is a working example. It will split any payments 50-50 to Cucks and myself, forwarding the splits to our respective self-sovereign lightning addresses, which are provided by our BTC Pay server instances. I imagine multiple services being created that implement this properly, charging a small fee for providing said service. As mentioned above, some sort of fee will be required to pay for routing fees, as payments are forwarded to external addresses. My hope is that these kinds of ideas and novel constructs become more prevalent as zaps and similar value-for-value payments, as well as lightning in general, become more prevalent. Of course, in the best case, we will have these things natively integrated at the protocol level, but I see no reason why we shouldn't do a little experimentation with what we have today, even if the solutions are imperfect. Until Bolt 12 and similar are widespread, hacking something together that just works is probably not the worst idea. Final Thoughts I expect this idea to find widespread adoption among writers and other content creators. Just like the idea of streaming sats and the splits of these value streams found wide adoption among podcasters. Special purpose Noster clients for various content types are already in the works, with Substack and Medium-like interfaces like Blogstack and Abla popping up left and right. What's still missing is attaching payment information to individual events, as opposed to user profiles, in order for each long-form content to have its own payment information. Maybe it's as easy as extending the NIP23 metadata, 
Or maybe it would make sense to have this kind of metadata for other event kinds too. We'll figure it out. And by we, I actually mean you guys. The developers that sit down to spec out and build stuff. I'll be cheering you on while I shitpost on Noster. All right, that wraps up Lightning Prisms. Short little piece, but a really, really clever idea. And I immediately just, it got me brainstorming on this because this is something, just the idea of value splits and payment splits is so neat. And I have only really participated in it personally like a few times, but it was so cool every single time I did it. And it, it is something that is, just like Gigi says, is like really underdeveloped and underappreciated. And I kind of, I really just want to extend on this idea and brainstorm, just, you know, just vomit out a bunch of ideas and thoughts on this here for just a little while here in the guy's take. So really quick, let's get our sponsor for today, and then we will jump back in. You know, Swan Bitcoin is pretty great. Gemini sucks. Coinbase, Coinbase sucks. Swan Bitcoin doesn't suck. Robinhood, they suck. They suck really bad. Cash App, eh, more expensive. They, they suck less than Coinbase, but they suck worse than Swan Bitcoin. Binance, sucks. Crypto crap everywhere. Swan Bitcoin, that's pretty damn great. No crypto, no crap, no noise. They'll teach you how to use it, teach you how to protect it. Give you great macro analysis. Amazing team. Concierge service. They're there. You can literally hang out with them on Twitter spaces. I'm super available all the time. Any problems you have? Any confusions? More than happy to answer. And they are incredibly knowledgeable. I can get you onboarded with your business. With your retirement. The Swan IRA is now available. You have got to check that out. You're not going to get any of that with a bunch of exchanges. They're trying to trade, trying to sell you Shiba coin. As if one dog-related meme token wasn't enough. Please don't use a company that is gambling on your gambling. Use someone who is trying to build a long-term relationship that is trying to build a strong foundation and actually cares about establishing a long-term plan and structure for your future in a Bitcoin world. That is Swan Bitcoin. That is why I have used them for I don't even know how long. And they even helped me. They did a video that I watched uh, with instructions and helped me go through the tax loss harvesting for the end of last year. It was amazing. It wouldn't have happened had it not been for them. And right now I'm pretty happy that I did that. So check them out. My link is swanbitcoin.com slash guy. It's right there in the show notes. It's a great way to support the show and your Bitcoin future. So check them out. Now let's jump back in. So the first thing that came to mind, especially in the context of Noster, is there's, a, there's been a problem with Noster for me. All of the clients that I use, Iris.2, uh, Iris.to has been one of the most reliable. Nostergram works pretty well, but in Brave... In the Brave browser, I um, it, the extension doesn't work. Albi doesn't work, so I'm having to go to Chrome, which I really prefer not to use. But um, and I wish there was, you know, Brave is built off of Chrome. I feel like there's something stupid that I could probably just fix 
or or change some permissions or something in Brave because you know Brave is designed to just like kind of shut down all the different like insertion mechanisms and all those things, which is what you know Albi does. The extension is able to insert something into the website um, so that you can log in with the extension. But because of that, it's been like a real pain. Um, uh, but that's not really the issue in in the context of this. The big issue is delays, is lag. Um, the relays are choking. I feel like like there's there's been, I think there's a significant amount of data strain on the um, on the relays for content for serving up all of the data, all of the images, all of the. Um, you know, like servers are expensive and you've got a lot of people logging in and making requests and, uh, you know, submitting information like that overloads a cloud server really, really fast. And all this time I'm thinking, like, how do you monetize this? You know, I went through and connected to all the paid relays and uh, and they're all just like a pay up front. And then your public key gets access or your public key is admitted to or <laughs> you submit your public key to these relays and then obviously they just pull in all the information related to your public key and display it back to you and you're allowed to make requests but why not do a split like i get i get posts i mean i get a, a, a zaps on posts a lot why i'm happy be more than happy to split 10 percent with you know whatever relay the they're getting fed from or something like if, if there was some way that i could designate some specific relay um or that i left the 10 percent space open so that whichever relay fed the information to the user fastest could insert their lightning address into that 10 percent of the payment so like it's not even like up to me i'm just letting whatever relay other people are connecting to insert their lightning address so they get 10% of all of my uh, payments. And even for like a marketplace or something, you know, I'd do it less for a marketplace just because, you know, when you're looking at tips, it makes a whole lot more sense. It's a less reliable form of income uh, and it's less consistent. So I feel like that, that for, especially for me, I'd be more likely to offer up a larger percentage. I mean, even 50-50. Like, I don't, like, it's not that big of a deal to offer that up to the relay or whatever that's hosting my content. I'm, you know, much more likely to do something like 10. But if it was a requirement and the relay was really, really good, you know, it responded and behaved like Twitter. Like, Twitter is a very, like, whatever their servers are, they're doing a good job. When I'm navigating Twitter, I don't think, oh, it's taking so long to load. Or like, it's just, it's just there. But there's no doubt that that takes an absolute fortune to keep running and, and it's a staggering amount of bandwidth. So if somebody like that, if there was a relay that was running that well and they requested 30% of the tips or whatever on my post, I'd be more than happy with it. That'd be totally fine. Especially if that then essentially gives the incentive to have a relay that's so good that you're more likely to want to post to that one or you're more likely to want to connect to that one so that they can get the 30%. Because if another relay only requests 10%, maybe that's the one I want to go with. Um, and, you know, it, it becomes a really difficult thing when you have different relays requesting or demanding different percentages and all that good stuff um, because 
you know, then each piece of content has its own, just like Gigi was talking about. And this is how do we figure out how to put it in the metadata where every single post, um, every single event has its own payment information. But what a way, let's say, let's go for the stupid, simple version is that I set it. I just set that 10% goes to the relay and it's blank. And any of the relays that take in my content and republish it, even things that I'm not connected to, maybe, maybe this would be an, an avenue for relays to share information is if they publish it back out and somebody is on their relay connecting to them to get the information. So like if there's a content type specific to some relay or there's a specific community relay or whatever, if they can insert their payment information into that 10%, then they are essentially rewarded by getting that information to the consumer faster than any of the other relays. Or maybe it's the one that I log into. You know, like, let's say I'm using, like, I've been bouncing around. I'm trying to use primal.net because it looks like a really interesting interface. Like, I really like it. It's clean. It's got the trending thing on the right side. It looks like it's got a lot of features that they're trying to add. They all just say coming soon. But uh, I tried to log in and suddenly it just like, it shut down. Excuse me, like it just, it was working fine when I wasn't logged in. Um, and then as soon as I logged in, it was just like, it just spun forever. And I went and did other things and came back and it was still spinning. I was just like, ugh, okay, whatever. Um, but it looks really good. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's just like, you know, growing pains and they're brand new, or at least I just heard about them. I mean, arguably everything on Noster is brand new. But, um, Let's say wherever I am posting from, I mean, you know, they control the box that I'm like the, the interface that I'm interacting with. So why not just have it that the 10% goes automatically to their relay because that's the one I'm posting from. So that for the two weeks that I'm trying out Nostagram, they get the 10%. For the two weeks I'm trying out Iris, they get the 10%. Two weeks I'm trying out Primal.net, Snort, blah, 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 do all the things. They each, each of the relays that I post from get that shared revenue. Um, and therefore they incentivized, uh, or the, the incentive for them is to make it great for the content creator, for the publisher. And then it means that their relay is going to have the best content creation or is likely to end up with the best content creation if they have a better deal and a better interface and a more responsive environment than any of the others and just think about like dude the the value for value stuff the streaming sats it's becoming meaningful you know you guys have been boosting in and you know just streaming sats and it's measurable like it's a it's at least a few dollars twenty dollars sometimes thirty dollars per episode like that's not that's not like break the bank sort of money that's not like a game changer sort of money but it's not nothing Especially with the way that I publish episodes. Like, after a couple of months, I look in the fountain account or whatever. I'm like, damn, that's something. And I, I, I get to turn around and, like, send it to somebody who's doing transcripts or working on the WordPress plugin that I'm trying to get with slash tags or um, donate to developers or just, just whatever. Like, let's say I'm working on some other project. Like, I get to use those resources and I pay, I pay some people to find me articles I uh, like people in the audio knots like BTK is is kind of the king of that right now is he's just been going through and finding tons of great articles and posting them in the telegram group. 
I mean, this this gets cap. This becomes capital that's extremely useful to me. That I can turn around and make my job easier and use it to fuel additional things, additional tasks, and help from so many people that are doing odd jobs or helping out or post on Noster. Like I, my the thousand sat tip is my default on Noster. And if something's really good, like I, I did a tip to this one on Noster. In fact, I should do, I'll do a, uh, I'll watch this. I'll, I'll see how this actually turns out. I want to see what it looks like in the actual, like maybe it doesn't actually show up in the wallet, but I'm going to check it out in the wallet. But I want to see what it looks like when I send it to, uh, what was it? He said it was, it was active. Where is it? Blog post at satprism.com. So half will go to Cux. And half will go to GG. So I'm going to send this payment. In fact, my nunchuck is frozen on me right now. But I'm going to do this right now. I'm just going to... Nope. Nope. I want a manual input. So I'm going to do blog post at satprism.com. Okay, and I'm going to do, let's, let's confuse it. Let's do an odd number and see what happens. <laughs> uh, 21,001. All right, it's sent. Now, what do the details look like here? Okay, so that changed on... That must have split on Sat Prism's side, um, because it only ever it only shows this individual payment and then the fees. I paid seventeen uh, seventeen Sat fee um, to pay to that, but it doesn't look like I can see the payment split. Um, maybe maybe uh, if Gigi listens to this or Cux listens to this, they can post or show that they did in fact get fifty percent of the payment. And I will go to Sat Prism dot com as well and see desired username backend type lnd ln bits so this is interesting he did create something really really simple here to accomplish this task but it looks like it does the thing and there's even an option to host this on your own server so i assume that's a github link yeah yes yeah, fiat jeff apparently has sat dress is what this is called. So I'm going to start playing around with this. and um, But this is such a good, I cool idea. And such a simple idea. But the ability to... Like as soon as you get users that have an established presence on Lightning. And you know, like this is also something where... I don't, I don't really shy people away from using custodial solutions for small amounts. Like it's exactly the sort of thing that custodians are actually decent for is to get the onboarding gap so that like you can still use something like Phoenix or Breeze or Blixed Wallet or BitKit um, that will automatically, that will basically operate like your own LSP. They all have their own LSP um, and accept payments. So that if you're accepting like a 21 sat payment or a thousand sat payment, you don't want it to automatically open channels. You're not even going to be able to pay to open the channel in that instance. So why not use Wallet of Satoshi until you got 21,000 sats in there or 30,000 sats 
and then pay out to your non-custodial wallet. Like if I'm only ever trusting $6 worth of value with a custodian and I can essentially program, uh, like programmatically establish at what point do I want to withdraw or how do I want to do that? Um, man, like, holy, like what a, what an order of magnitude step improvement, especially when I now have the option of choosing from thousands tens of thousands of different custodians that exist in any jurisdiction whatsoever and could even be run by a NIM. Like, I just, it doesn't even matter. Like, that's a whole ocean's difference from our current financial environment and that you can still do this non-custodially, do a non-custodial offload to a Lightning wallet that requires no setup, that is just, that is a basic, simple send a payment, like get an invoice, send a payment, and then it's just there. And you don't have, you don't have to care about the channel management. You just get a higher fee for the original, for the initial payments. But another thing that I think this really, it's just really interesting to consider is to think about is what is a business it's just a series of contracts between people on work to be done and structure of payment for the capital that comes in as the profit from that work or the revenue from that work so when you have when you're working with an illustrator or a copywriter or an editor or something like that and you're writing on your blog um, and you're working together and you're doing this over and over again and every single time the illustrator gets 5% and the editor gets 10% and the host, the, the one hosting the data gets 10%, etc., etc. et cetera. What, at what point does that become a business? What do those become like partnerships? Like, you're leveraging other people's skills for a specialized part of a project that is earning income. And instead of a legal arrangement, you have a public key arrangement. You have, you have an encrypted payments arrangement, which is arguably a lot more secure. But this is the type of thing, it's such a simple building block. But when you start putting these things together, it, it forces you to rethink why certain things exist you know a great example is like crypto going all in on the DAOs, the decentralized autonomous organizations and all i could ever think was how convoluted the idea was and it's like trying to force an old model into a new system and you know with, with the idea of like a DAO is that like every participant has some ownership in it and then they vote on like what the organization does i can't think of a quicker way to destroy the organization you know like democracy does not is not a productive enterprise it is not a well thought out or self reflective type of organization type of consensus for humans arguably it's been a literal disaster for the short span of time that it's been the dominant form of government like if apple when steve jobs was involved was turned into a dow instead and you know all the employees got a say in like what kind of product they did next and like the direction they went it wouldn't have been apple it wouldn't have been like the same thing you you put um you know, Steven Spielberg makes a movie. If like all the people, if all the grips 
and the lighting and the set builders and all these things like vote on like what they do in the story and like how you know some scene is supposed to be shot or something like it takes it takes the role away from the cinematographer the reason you specialize is because no the whole areas of the crew wouldn't have the slightest clue how to direct somebody wouldn't have the slightest clue how to properly set up the camera to make decisions that way is a terrible idea you want it specialized with the people who are most skilled and specialized in making exactly those types of decisions what you need to do it, it forces you to rethink what the hell a business is like what does it mean to be working together on a project why the cinematographer should be in charge of all cinematography related decisions but it makes perfect sense that they should get rewarded for what is arguably their portion of the importance in the project how replaceable are their skills and how critical are their skills to the telling and enjoyment of the story? What you need is a contract to split the revenue that comes in with the project to entice them to be a part of the project. But then when you think of what the project is at all, like what's the movie, other than a contractual agreement of work to be done attached to a, a contractual distribution of the revenue the project produces. You know, going back to Noster, and this is a great idea for Keat as well, and the idea of slash tags, because you're simplifying the payment mechanism or the, the protocol on how to determine who is getting paid. In fact, that's actually like a, a good way to actually have Nosters because you can have Behind behind the Noster, behind a Noster pub key, you could essentially attach a slash tag, which allows you to, in a decentralized way or in a peer-to-peer -peer way, retrieve any payment information, which can be a lightning address, which can be a LN URL, which can be a just a normal Bitcoin address or a swap account, or it can be a Bolt 12. Um, and I, I really hope Bolt 12 happens, because Bolt 12 solves so many problems. And, and I agree with their GG. Uh, towards the end he talks about how like this would just be nice to be natively integrated into the protocol and I think both Noster and God Bolt 12 man Bolt 12 the benefits of Bolt 12 in the sort of like recurring payments the essentially the obsolescence of lightning addresses and not needing the IP based mechanism anymore and also the recurring payments and the subscriptions like ugh, Bolt 12 man we need Bolt 12 and the privacy, the privacy benefits, blind forwarding, have that natively in the protocol, in Lightning, I think, in the Lightning clients, I really think is going to be a game changer. I really think the fact that that's so much of the UX, so much, um, and I think it's far, far more important than a lot of people give it credit for. And I've loved that everybody has been, you know, adopting lightning addresses and all of these things, but they do absolutely have a big privacy problem. And I also love how like a bunch of people are complaining or whatever, because it's not like a perfect solution. It's like, dude, this vastly simplifies the UX issue. Like I understand it should be a stepping stone. I 100% agree. I want a more private option. I want, um, you know, the ability for blind forwarding. I want subscriptions. Like there's so many different things in the UX and the UI, like, like how the user interacts and understands the relationship between these things and who they have to rely on and how many third parties involved all need to be simplified and third parties need to be removed. But until we have that, 
The idea that I can just have somebody host the address rather than be my custodian. Like that, like we can con continually baby step our way towards full custody, towards full decentralization and towards more and more peer to peer or federated for fewer and fewer relays or relays, not the word, fewer and fewer third parties and less reliance and less trust needed for those third parties, where those third parties do less of the important side of the job and more of the make it, just keep it working part of the job. Like a great example is Greenlight and LSPs, is that these things are things that you would be dependent on. Greenlight, by the way, just for anybody who doesn't know, Greenlight is a way to spin up a node, host a node, but not have them be custodians so kind of like you would have uh just a normal service like host a website or you could install lnd on a cloud server somewhere and you could have it so that obviously the cloud service provider doesn't know what information you have on it and can't read your keys or can't read your um your seed or doesn't have the keys to your lightning node or whatever, even though I have I have a lightning node on Luna node right now, which is just a hosting provider. I have my BTC pay server on it. They are my host, but they are not my custodian. They do not have my funds. They house the node and the wallet that I receive payment on so that it's always online. But my keys are stored in my normal places that I store my keys. Well, that's essentially what Greenlight does, except that it's designed 100% for nodes to spin up any, a full node off of their infrastructure. And they can do it in seconds because they can just, they just full on, like they copy all the blockchain references and they connect to their infrastructure and everything. And so you can just spin up a node in an instant and start operating on Lightning. And it's nodes as a service, essentially. Where the LSP idea is having someone manage liquidity for you. So like Phoenix Wallet, Breeze Wallet, Blixed Wallet, um, BitKit, I know there are some others. Those are the ones on iOS that I can think of right now. Do I have anything else in here? There are some, I swear to God, there's like another couple with LSPs. But what these services do, what these are able to do is allow you to receive any lightning payments. But if you don't have a channel, they manage your channels for you. Because what they do is they automatically open a channel. They essentially receive a payment on your behalf, but it is still locked to you, to your keys. And then they push it to you, automatically open, opening a channel with the relevant balance that is yours on your side of the channel. So let's say you sent me a... Uh, 20,000 sat payment right now on Phoenix and I have just opened up the Phoenix wallet. Well, what happens is it goes to the Phoenix LSP or the um, Phoenix is uh, async. It goes to the async LSP, which they pick up the payment. They like, they like hold it and then they automatically, they first they see if I have a channel, they notice that I do not have a channel. So they automatically open up a channel and they push that 20,000 sats to me. So I get the payment. It's like a little bit of a delay. It's like a few seconds. And it shows up in my wallet. And I can immediately spend it. I can go out and spend it on the Lightning Network as if it's already there. They treat it as if it's already confirmed. And everything's good to go. And when channels need to change, when I receive another payment of 500,000 sats and I don't have enough liquidity and they have to open up a new channel, they can manage 
what needs to happen with the channels without ever taking the payment away from me. So they can automatically open another 500,000 sat or a million sat channel if I'm a avid user and, um, and they think that I'm going to have a lot of liquidity, which it should be pretty obvious by my use, that you know they should dedicate a little bit of liquidity to me because I will use it a lot and I do use it a lot. But that's basically up to them. And then they charge some sort of set fee, like, you know, 10 sat, 21 sat, whatever, whatever it is, to route payments. They don't actually. They just, they just charge an opening fee. Um, but regardless, let's say, let's say they're charging an ongoing set fee. Because I know some of them do, if I'm not mistaken. Every LSP has a different model. Or can have a different model, at least. Um, but this is totally non-custodial. They are just managing the liquidity, and I don't have to know what a channel is. Lightning just works. But these things aren't fully sovereign. You know, Greenlight is still running your node, but they are granting you as much sovereignty as possible with as little bar barrier to entry as possible and with as much reliability. So now you can have a way to automatically have liquidity and channel management and automatically have node and cloud hosting while still actually having custody of your keys. And if you have a backup, if you have a, uh, you know, saved to an encrypted backup, saved to iCloud or, you know, whatever backup service you have, if green light goes down, if your LSP goes down or whatever, and you ever have to recover, you still have your seed. You have your backup of, you know, let's say you have a watchtower or something like that. You can still recover your funds. And that's the point is that you can still recreate it in another situation or in another location on another computer and get your funds back. And this is exactly the sort of thing to get in a step improvement in the sovereignty and control of the user while still having a an entire service economy around making these things more reliable and more redundant and more available but these are huge net improvements to simplifying the experience of what can ultimately be the more you learn or the more we figure out how to abstract these things away into software or make them self-hostable or, you know, able to be done on a normal, simple computer, that in the meantime, we get as close as possible and have excellent UX. That is the same. That is exactly what we're getting with Lightning Address. Lightning Address is a whole lot, hell of a lot better than using PayPal. Like it just is. I mean, Jesus, right now, my Lightning Address is hosted by CaliBTC. I'm using ln.tips. And I've also changed it like once a week for the last two months. Actually, it's not. It's, I'm not using ln.tips right now. I'm using, uh, I'm using Fountain, I think. Um, but just a, a simple example of how incredibly versatile and mobile all of this stuff is. Is that like, I'm not like I can change it in seconds. I'm not beholden to anybody. I'm like, none of these... None of the counterparties that I have used, and I've used my own. I've used my own address in multiple different situations. I have one with BTC Pay, um, and uh, I, now I'm probably going to try out this sat dress thing uh, that uh, uh, Dirgigi is talking about. Like the ease with which, like if anybody in any any of the custodians that I've used or any of the tools that I've used tried to screw me, I'd be, they'd be gone in seconds. I'd be like, you just stole like twenty thousand sats, like fifty thousand sats from me, you jackass. I'm out of here. Anyway, it's a long rant just to say that, like, 
I just don't like that's not a problem. And I, I think we're in the midst of solving all of that. And, you know, maybe it's a good thing that people are making like a huge deal out of it because, you know, you don't want to cement this as like the standard. But I don't think we're in that space. Like, I don't think we're in that air zone of even coming close. I think I think things are moving way too fast and things are developing way too quickly. I think it'll be a long time before we really have developed standards. I think we're going to be in this constant state of like everything shifting and moving. Um, and uh, And there will be a lot of leaning on custodians but i think the lsp model for mobile wallets really makes this easy and lightning prisms are such an interesting way to think about um you know hat tip to cux and Gigi here um and i if uh, cux is upset about this then i'm sorry for making the bullhorn even louder um about it but this is such a great way to use this tool in a way to uh to basically to create contractual programmable contractual agreements between people and i think it's an amazing i think it's a huge monetizing um opportunity for infrastructure for relays i mean there's a lot of other you know mechanisms a lot of other like clever use cases here but i just think that's such a important one because we're talking about trying to monetize and keep a robust foundation for open information networks and we have an open monetary network that can automatically and down to you know the sat split up payments among multiple parties why would you if, if there is any economic activity happening on this why wouldn't you split it with them why wouldn't you split it with your infrastructure and you know this is another thing that i've uh requested or i think should be considered with keat and uh and hole punch and basically hosting and like blind forwarding in these things is that i would love to be a blind host for other rooms like for my linux machine that stays always on and like have it be a constant peer is that if anybody tips anybody else in the room that i am hosting and i'm the quote-unquote admin or whatever but I, I don't even have to be invited to the room i can host it i can be a provider for a, a peer essentially for the room not a whole lot unlike a relay on Noster. Um, and I can be like, you know, give me 1% of the tips, give me 5% of the tips, whatever it is. And how much more in incentivized am I to have a good setup? Like what trickles in with streaming sats and value for value and the boosts that you guys send in, it's such a perfect example of like, it's growing to a point where it matters. Like where I, I should be, th I'm thinking about it. Like I am orienting things around optimizing for it and I'm responding to it. That is not a small deal. Like I'm changing how I think about things based on the flow of sats that is coming to me from multiple different directions. And now I'm in a place where maybe I could set up a relay. I could set up, like I would love to set up a cloud relay and like if it costs me, you know, $200 a month, $500 a month for a relay with like good, like solid bandwidth and like good capacity and good storage. And I could make $500 a month worth in sats. I could break even. And what I am doing is buying non-KYC Bitcoin at $500 a month. All I have to do is break even. And that is a golden ticket for me.
it's like my miners. I'm not sure if you can hear them right now. I, I moved down to the basement halfway through this conversation. Um, but uh, uh, I'm not sure if you can hear them. They're, they're, they're asleep right now, so the fans are quiet. But um, uh, it's another great example. Is I'm using them to heat my house, but I'm getting non-KYC Bitcoin. I'm getting so many different avenues where sats are flowing in. Uh, you know, the fold sats back on the fold. I got uh, my recurring buy on Swan. And hopefully very soon, fingers crossed, I'll get the roundup on fold for everything that I'm buying. I got the miners coming in. I got the sats value for value. I got a trickle coming in from Noster, just from zaps and things on the posts. I mean, it gets to a point where like, there's a lot of economic activity happening here. And it's very meaningful. And it's getting cycled back around. It's going back out to people to build things, to... Uh, to get services, to get ta uh, tasks done. And when it's in that, like this is, this is the circular economy. Like I'm seeing it make its way into my setup, my environment. And it's just really, really exciting. And the ability to start splitting that, that I can essentially set up splits with the, uh, the infrastructure that's helping to maintain this that you could just build, you could build a relay entirely around that. Like, I, I that's one thing, like, every time Nostergram, uh, Jay Ledger uh, on Noster will update Nostergram, I have, well, I actually haven't been on Nostergram, I switched over to Iris to test out theirs, and I'm switching, I'm trying to switch over to Primal.net as soon as it starts working. Um, but I've been trying to test all of them out. But I wish all of them did exactly what uh, he has been doing, is and that I specifically requested him do, and he immediately updated it. And the very next thing, it it was it was in the uh, it was already uh, working, was that it sends out like a thing to refresh your browser so that you can get the new update, and it's just like a prompt, and then you can zap him right in that prompt. So like every single time an update comes in, I'm like hell yeah, and I throw him five thousand zaps. Now that's a more direct means of doing the same thing, but. Imagine if me simply being on Nostagram meant that I was funding the development of it every time I zap somebody or every time I, uh, you know, donated or a zap to a, uh, uh, to a blog post or to some content like Nostra.build is hosting, Nostra.build gets 10% of that. I want to help fund developers. Well, then let's say OpenSats has a address that they can um, receive to. Well, then that's what I do as well. I put another 10% that goes directly to OpenSat, uh, OpenSats for everything. Like I could do that behind my Lightning address so that when you were paying me, it automatically went to Nostagram or it automatically, like a portion of it went to Nostagram, a portion of it went to uh, OpenSats. And then OpenSats can then divvy it up among the relevant development projects that they are working with. So they can then split it up to five different, six different people on their side. And you know, I don't think any of anything that I've talked about is like not obvious. You know, like this is the, this is the very, very obvious means to use this. There's going to be really creative and really unique means of essentially expanding and utilizing these tools that are going to make so many things possible. Like, it's so hard to get out of the thinking of the old regime, like, of the old way that things work. And one example that I always use, just because I remember it so vividly, the feeling 
when I first got a smartphone that had internet connectivity everywhere that I was going was that I had to change how I had conversations. I probably brought this up a bunch of times on the show, but I had to change how I had conversations because, you know, you're like in a car or something and you're just musing about some bullshit. It's like, well, I wonder where the origin of that word was. Uh, or, you know, what's that, what's that stupid word for that, like, tiny little cake thing that you cook, you, you fry in, like, this certain way? And you could just look it up. And I was never, I wasn't used to that. You know, my life, that had never been a tool to me. Like, if I'm in a car, I can't do I can't do that. I can't just, like, look something up on Google. You just have these, like, rhetorical questions or mysteries that just die in the conversation. You never come back to them. And, you know, they just it exist as mysteries for the rest of your life. You never figure them out. Now it's just like, oh, well, shit, I can just look that up, like, right now. And we can, we can find the answer to it. And you have to remodel your life. You have to remodel your habits around the fact that that is now a possibility. We have the ability to instantly and incredibly cheaply send payments. We have the ability to programmatically and automatically split them up among multiple parties who are all privy to the the example I, uh, of when this actually happened is I went on the survival pod with uh, Jack and he automatically splits with his guest, anything that he gets in the value for value or boosts on Fountain. And it was so cool to just see because they actually break it up in the UI. You can see it that like, okay, this is what came in and these, these are the splits to these different accounts. And it was just so cool. It's like, you know, I got 21,000 sats from being a guest on the survival pod. And it kept coming in for like weeks that people listened to the show. And it was like just another little trickle of sats. And it's just... It's just really cool. It's really cool. Um, I think this is an awesome idea. Hats off to Cux. Um, it's, it's a great way to think about it. You know, that it's this, it's this prism that splits payments and you can stack these together and, you know, keep splitting them further down the line. And then essentially your, your limiting factor is fees. But I tell you, when you can get Bolt 12 into this and then you integrate and you can use something like Cashew... Uh, or eCash and like Fediments and they can basically speak the same language and you can talk across lightning with that that's going to be a great way to add privacy to the receiving of payments and lower the fees because as soon as you're in a mint you're in an eCash mint essentially the the fees go away or at least they they're dropped down because they're not with within the mint you won't really have a fee to speak up or you have a set or very very small fee and then any routing between mints is like for like a, a lightning payment to clear or jump mints essentially you're removing a layer of potential fees and at the same time there are multiple avenues for adding in additional privacy um both for the sender and the receiver so anyway i, thought, I just thought this would be a good one to cover um and I hope you guys get to brainstorming about it. If you've got any good ideas, drop me a, a, a post or, or tag me in a post on Twitter or Noster or uh, DMs or Boost on Fountain or whatever because um, I am eager to hear uh, and I'm very curious what is the first thing or the second and third thing to, that come to your mind when you hear this idea and what it could be used for. So with that, we will close this one out. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Gigi for 
the short article and to Cux for the really clever visualization and idea in kind of expanding the the mental model of automatically splitting up lightning payments. I, th I think this is a really clever way to think about it and hopefully lends itself to a lot of creativity and how it could be used. Um, so with that, uh, a thank you to Fold, to Swan Bitcoin, and to CoinKite uh, for supporting and supporting the show and supporting my Bitcoin life and all of the ways that I get sats and I keep them safe. And uh, if you want to support this show, uh, one of the really great and easy ways that you can do it is just use my links when you use those services. Um, when you go to Swan Bitcoin, go to swanbitcoin.com slash guy. When you go to fold, go to bitcoinaudible.com slash fold. And same with CoinKite. And you can get a 20,000 sats free with fold and you get a 9% discount with code bitcoinaudible. So that's, that's a pretty good deal, especially if you're getting yourself a cold card. So check them out. Links are right there in the show notes. And thank you all for listening, for exploring this with me, uh, especially through... Uh, some really, really crazy times. Keep an eye out on Liberty Lockdown. Uh, we just had a show. Uh, that's why I had to stop in the middle of this. I went and recorded with uh, Clint and Greg Foss, and we just had a hour and a half rip on everything that's going on with the banking system and the world right now. So uh, that's definitely one to keep out for. Uh, keep an eye out for. I will. I'll post a link or something. I'll, I'll make it available to you guys. Um, so just stay tuned links will show up on Twitter Noster, wherever follow me, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss the next episode and I will catch you then and until then everybody take it easy guys Creativity is intelligence having fun. Albert Einstein This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.